Welcome to Sojourn Grace Collective, a progressive Christian church in San Diego, where our mission is to foster spiritual, social, and emotional wholeness. In our community, we affirm all that makes you, you. We celebrate your gender identities and sexual orientations, your race and socioeconomic status, your physical abilities and your religious creeds, because here at Sojourn, it all belongs. This podcast is a replay of our Sunday morning teachings, and we hope you find encouragement and inspiration as you make your way through this week. You can visit us online at SojournGrace.com, where you can learn more about our faith community, discover resources to help you find wholeness in your life, and partner with us in our mission through tax-deductible contributions. Thanks for joining us today, and may you know, above all else, that you are a loved child of God, full stop. Welcome to Sojourn. Friends, I begin this morning with a bit of a confession, bit of a confession time. I'm going to make sure I've got the right thing. Yes, bit of a confession time this morning. Uh, And it starts with this. I confess to you that even if I have very little experience with something, (laughs) or even especially if I'm interacting with another person who is perhaps way more experienced than I am in the given thing, I still often act as though I know the best way to do it. And I don't particularly like that about me. Okay, here's another thing. Sometimes when I make a mistake, when I mess up, when I do or say something that causes uh, pain to someone else, especially if it's someone that I really care about, it can be really hard for me to apologize Because what happens for me is if I, I'm afraid that if I acknowledge that I've hurt the person, then that suddenly somehow makes me the kind of person who hurts people, who hurts people that he loves. And that thought terrifies me. And so this causes me to actively resist admitting that I've ever done something wrong to begin with. I don't really like that about me. Also, I can have the most glorious and slow day of rest. It can be filled with things like playing games with my family, connecting with my spouse, unplugging from the grind of work, work, work. And yet at the end of a day like that, sometimes I can find myself lying down at night feeling kind of bad because I didn't do anything productive in the day. You see, I've got this disproportionate connection between my sense of self-esteem and well-being with what I perceive as being productive in the world. And that can make me sometimes only really feel good about myself if I've checked a bunch of things off my to-do list. And I don't particularly like that about me either. Okay, one more confession time. Sometimes, maybe a lot of times, when I see peers of mine have a certain success My first instinct is often jealousy. You see, I've bought into the lie of scarcity that there's only so many pieces of the pie to go around. And if you have success, then in this zero-sum game of life, that must mean that I cannot. 
And so instead of celebrating and cheering my peers and my friends on, I often have to navigate these feelings of bitterness toward them. I don't really like that about me. But enough about me. Tell me about yourself. What don't you like about you? I'll wait in the comment. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You don't have to tell you. But, but I do hope that in maybe in some small way, even me starting out this way, naming some things about myself that I don't really like, maybe it caused you to start thinking about some of the things about you that you may sometimes be like, ugh, yeah, I'll be honest, I'm not really a fan of that part of me. And if that's the case, then great, because that's what I want to talk about today as we continue our series exploring the phrase, it all belongs. That, that's really big. Okay, get rid of that. Now, one of the ways that I use this phrase, and I think one of the ways that we intend for it to be used here at Sojourn, is in relation to uh, how you as a person, um, with all your, how might we call it, uniqueness, idiosyncrasies, <laughs> or in the words of Julia Michaels, don't judge me, because if you did, baby, I would judge you too, because I got issues but you got them too. We've all got issues. You can't help it. There's no escaping that. We've all got issues. But how we respond to our issues, my wife. <laughs> Sorry, what happened off screen here is that someone in the room was watching the feed on their phone and just now saw that Julia Michaels came on screen and got really excited by it. So anyway, um, okay, so... <laughs> So we've all got issues, but how we respond to our issues, I think that's actually something we can exercise a little bit of control over. More specifically, how we think and feel about ourselves when we reflect on our issues, I think we have a lot of choice in the matter. When I say it all belongs, part of what I mean by that is that all the parts of us belong. All the parts of me belongs. All the parts of you belongs. That includes all the parts that you really like about yourself. Yay. Those parts are often easy for us to think of belonging, but also the parts of you that you don't particularly like. If you've ever been married or if you've ever attended a wedding, and you know how the couple will oftentimes, depending on the ceremony, say some form of a vow of commitment where they where they commit to a lifelong partnership in a, in a way that accepts all the parts of the other person. I know you're not perfect, but I love you, and I want to spend my life with you, all of you, all the parts of you. Yet, if you're like me, when it comes to ourselves, when we're confronted with our issues, we can sometimes just, ugh, kind of gross. Can I kind of vote that part of myself off the island? I often think sometimes we're better equipped or we're just... Uh, more naturally prone to accept the issues of others more than we are our own. There's a Sanskrit word that I learned several years ago when I was reading uh, Pima Chodron's book, When Things Fall Apart. And it's the, it's the word Maitri. And Maitri roughly translates as unconditional friendship with yourself. Isn't that a great word to just say it? I'd encourage you to say it out loud. And it's just a great concept, unconditional friendship with yourself. All of us carry around these images of who we think we are in our minds. And these images can often become rather grim if we hyper-focus on our shortcomings, if we obsess over how we aren't 
like this enough yet, <laughs> or more, if we're not more like that, and we wish we were. Not to be confused with positive thinking or just standing in front of the mirror and saying, you're wonderful, gosh darn it, and people like you. Maitri is a little bit different. This is a way of orienting our image of ourselves in a way that oozes compassion and kindness toward our self. I'm not talking about building ourselves up through pep talks until we now eventually like what we see. No, Maitri is different. It's, it's deeper. The invitation here is to, to let go of some of the masks that we wear, that we had used to attempt to hide our flaws. The invitation here is to stop trying to talk yourself out of these bad feelings when we reflect on the parts of us that we don't particularly like. The invitation here is to neither ignore nor deny our issues. Rather, we take it all in. We put it all on the table. And then we make a conscious choice to be kind to ourselves, to stop judging ourselves. This is unconditional friendship. Pima suggests that, and I, and I think she's right about this, suggests that we cannot actually attain enlightenment. And if that word trips you up, then just substitute something like we cannot attain wholeheartedness or we cannot attain a flourishing, abundant life, that we cannot get there. Or, or, or we can't even get on the path toward getting there. Or we can't even feel a measure of contentment along the way without seeing who we really are and seeing with clear eyes what we are really capable of, especially as it relates to our issues, to the ways that we let ourselves and others down. We have to examine, she argues, ourselves fully and completely <laughs> Brutal though that may be. But unconditional friendship with yourself, that requires fully accepting you as you, as you are now, right now. Not as you wish you might someday be. Yeah, friends, you have issues. And I know some of you watching this. Yeah, friends. You're broken. Yeah, you, you do things that hurt yourself and hurt others sometimes. Yeah, you, you mess up. And then you apologize. And then you do the same thing the very next week. Yeah, you're behind on seven different projects at work. Yeah, you yelled at your kids the other day and felt like crap about it. Yeah, you have issues. Yeah, you hit the no tip button in the Uber Eats app because you had a random miser moment of scarcity and then the delivery person showed up with your yellow curry and you couldn't even look them in the eye. Yeah, you have issues. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to myself. You are a flawed, troubled, plagued by your own unique issues person with an inborn propensity to muck things up from time to time. Welcome to the human condition. There really isn't any reason, I don't think, or any merit in trying to fight or deny this. Speaking from experience, your efforts to outrun these truths about you will only exhaust you. But hey, you know what else is also true? I hope you didn't tune out. I hope you didn't leave when the pastor on the screen started telling you that you're broken. 
Hope you stayed for this, because what's also true is you're also a glorious, miraculous cocktail of stardust and light, and the very image of God resides within you. And that is also true right now, right here. In this very moment, listen to me, you are not a disappointment to God. You're not. And if that means something to you, then maybe you might stop being so darn disappointed in yourself. You are, I believe, like most people are, you're more or less doing the best that you can. You're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days, you're going to have good moments, and you're going to have bad moments. But for the love of God, actually, more than that, for the love of yourselves, be your own friend. Treat yourself at least as good as you would treat a good friend, with kindness and compassion and non-judgment. For what we hate in ourselves, and I know you know this already, what we hate in ourselves, we're going to end up hating in others. And conversely, what we can learn to love in ourselves, we will learn to love in others. If you cannot be an unconditional friend to yourself, I don't think you have a lot of hope in learning to love others unconditionally. This phrase, it all belongs, it's not an excuse for bad behavior, okay? Okay. This is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's not meant to anesthetize... I practiced that word like 17 times this morning. It's not meant to anesthetize us into not dealing with our issues. Okay? It's not. It's not there to just ignore or shrug off the ways that we bring suffering to ourselves and others. Whatever, it all belongs. It's fine. No. The invitation here, the invitation is to just not cut off the parts of you that you don't like. To not heap shame or judgment upon yourself because you can't quite quit this habit or you haven't yet overcome that response that you default to when you're scared or in pain. Practicing unconditional friendship with yourself, this can, I think, move you to accept all the parts of you which can lead to then loving all the parts of you which can, if you even believe it, which can then lead to actual substantive change. That sort of transformation, I think that's the kind that can only come on the other side of self-acceptance and love. Now, the last thing I'll say is this. Part of what has helped me to practice Maitri is to put those parts of me that I don't particularly like into a larger narrative that paints a more balanced or charitable picture. And so for me, it might look like this. No. I don't particularly like the part of me that always assumes I know the best way to do everything. But, you know what? That part of me has also served me really well at times. It's given me this confidence, irrational though it may be, to put myself out there and try new things and make some really cool stuff in the world. And no, I don't really like how slow I can be to admit when I've messed up or hurt someone. But also, I do like that it really matters to me to be a good person. (laughs) I like that my aim is to do right by people. And I'm glad that it bothers me this deeply when I've hurt people. No, I don't really like the part of me that struggles to find worth apart from productivity. I don't like how much self-esteem I draw from my work. 
And at the same time, I'm really fortunate that I get to do so many things that I love doing. So much of my passions and my work life, they interact, they overlap, they feed each other. What a gift that is. So drawing some sense of worth from my work actually makes a lot of sense because it's an outflowing of my heart. And yeah, I really wish I didn't struggle so much when my peers find success. It really does bum me out that it can take an effort to move to that place of, yay, I'm so happy for you. But you know what? I know that when I do get to that yay place of celebrating my friends or peers, that actually is really real for me. I legitimately light up when others find success. Sure, it might sometimes take me a little longer to get there than I would like, but I am so grateful that my enthusiasm for them is genuine and it warms my heart. We're human. We're human. And it's inevitable there will be things about us, these issues of ours, that we don't particularly like. This morning, my hope is that we might practice opening our hearts to those parts and say, you Even you belong here. Sure, I might do a bit of work on you and I might lovingly take steps toward transformation, but I know I can only do that by drawing you near to myself, not trying to push you away or cut you off. So may we remember, the next time we start beating ourselves up, doing that thing again, or not doing this other thing that we wish we did, may we practice holding ourselves with tenderness and kindness and whisper to ourselves, it all belongs. A large portion of Sojourn's financial support comes from listeners like you, people who hear messages like this one and want to express their gratitude for our ministry or who are simply thrilled to know that a church like Sojourn exists. Or maybe you can't attend services on Sunday mornings, yet you still consider Sojourn Grace Collective your spiritual community. If that's you, and if you'd like to partner with us in this work, please visit sojourngrace.com partner, where you can make a one-time donation or sign up to be a monthly supporter. Also, don't forget that we stream our services live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific on both our Facebook and YouTube pages. And if you missed us live, you can always rewatch the video playback later or subscribe to this, our Sojourn podcast. It was an honor to have you with us today. As you go about your week, may you take with you the words we say at the end of all our gatherings. Be brave because you are a child of God. And be kind because, well, so is everyone else. Mm-hmm.